Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Well, it's going. It yeah. Certainly sweater weather, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Look at the yes, yeah, sweaters. Yeah. I know. It is. Awesome. Fall has finally landed upon us. The weather's lovely and cool. Yeah. And, and we and have our first fall fair we on do have our Saturday. So if you're local to us. Definitely come. We're going to Mystic Misfits to their brand new location uh, to their uh, first of Saturday, first Saturday of the month fair. And we're so excited. It's going to ah. be really fun. I'll have I can't believe it's already by turned. then. Yeah, I mean, either. I'm so glad because you know. it's like we only, we haven't done very many fairs this year. It's just kind of the way the cookie crumbled. But uh, I'm so yeah, excited. We have three in October. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be super fun. It is. It's going to be awesome. I have a new craft I've been playing with that I'm really leaning into today uh, to see mm -hmm. if I can have some pieces ready. And I'm really excited about it. So that we'll see. Exciting. It's requiring some physical strength. <laughs> oh, I'm such a ridiculous wimp. And then add COVID to mm -hmm. it. I got nothing. So I'm going to uh, enlist Mars. <laughs> well, there you go. Just get some a help. Yeah, me. we are both on the mend from COVID because... Mm -hmm. We took our awesome girls trip, had a blast, came home, all of us sick with COVID. Every single one of us with COVID. Yep. Yeah. So thanks, yep. universe, for that. Mm -hmm. But that's all right. Because we're on the upswing now. And we're back. We're going to be back with all of our regular content yeah. this week. And yeah, we're it's fall, guys. We're coasting into a time when we're not on the dead run. And so it's going to yeah. be like we're going to show up with all our episodes every week and stuff. Weird. Not to mention it's spooky season. It is spooky season. You know? All the good stuff. sweater. Yeah, yeah. I know. Very exciting. Well, we have a lot to share. This is our Monday episode, yes. and we've got some stuff for you guys. Mm -hmm. So, Katie, I know you're going to kick it off with a true crime news update. Mm -hmm. Okay. First, we're going to get to the right page here okay <laughs> all right i want to talk to you about the journalist uh josh kruger who yeah. was murdered last night uh josh is a journalist in philadelphia he has been a really strong advocate for lgbtq rights uh, and lots of other things but that's the thing that he's been well known for he was shot in his home and then made it out onto the street trying to get help and was pronounced dead at a hospital. Um, the police got there about 1.30 in the morning. He was pronounced dead about 2.15 a.m. So he had been writing for the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philadelphia Citizen, and BillyPenn.com. And he had been writing about education, public art, and LGBTQ issues. He is somebody that was a real success story. He had been, uh, in his lifetime, struggled with homelessness, addiction, HIV, poverty, and trauma, and really used those experiences to turn into the journalist that he was. He also had worked for the Philadelphia 
city government uh, for five years working as a spokesman for the Office of Homeless Services. Oh, wow. He was a hell of a guy. Yeah, he was a hell of a guy. Yeah. There's no signs of forced entry. The police said it looks like he, an intruder, had entered into, came into his home and shot him. And then he, of course, ran out into the street trying to get help. Um, But no signs of forced entry, so they just don't know. So right now, you know, there's just no one, there's no answers. The mayor, Jim Kenney, said, shocked and saddened by Josh Kruger's death, he cared deeply about our city and its residents, which was evident in his public service and writing. And then the Committee to Protect Journalists also made a statement. They said, we are deeply disturbed by the killing of freelance journalist Josh Kruger and extend our condolences to his colleagues and loved ones. We call on investigators to thoroughly investigate his killing to determine whether the attack was related to his work. And it's a good question because journalists have not been safe uh, for a hot minute. And it's just really, it's scary and it's sad. It just, it's sad that he beat so many odds and he was so devoted to people in his city and marginalized groups, particularly uh, really working with and helping the homeless and how sad. Yeah. Really, really sad. That's a big loss for Philadelphia. It is. I'm glad that the mayor made a statement because that means that the mayor is leaning on law enforcement to solve this. And if the mayor cares, law enforcement cares, typically. True. So hopefully there will be an answer and some justice for Josh. But as always, sending so much love out to his family and everybody who loved him and knew him. It's just a hell of a loss. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. Yes. Well, friends, this is what we call a racial injustice case. Let me introduce you to the Mississippi Goon Squad. These jackasses right here are all former Mississippi police officers, Rankin County deputies mostly. Uh, Let's see, from the top left, we have former Rankin County Sheriff's deputies, Edward, or Hunter Elward, Christian Deadmon, Brian McAlpin, he was a detective by the way, Jeffrey Middleton, Daniel Opdyke, and former Richland police officer, Joshua Hartfield. And this is them um, appearing in court. Uh, let's see, at the Rankin County Circuit Court in Brandon, Mississippi. This was on Mo- Monday, August 14th, is when these photos were taken. These police officers have pled guilty to state charges for torturing two black men in a racist assault that ended up with a deputy shooting one of the victims in the mouth. Oh my God. This happened back in January of this year. Uh, Now that they have pled guilty, they are also facing federal uh, hate crime charges, which are much bigger because unfortunately the charges in Mississippi are, they're they're looking at something like five years for what they've been charged for, for um, excessive force. Were these the guys that were targeted for visiting a friend while black? 
Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Two black men were seen going into the home of a white woman in Rankin, Mississippi. Because, sure, people can visit their friends, go to people's houses. Yeah. A neighbor called one of these officers to say they saw this. These men at some point had been known as the Goon Squad, and they would show up to cause problems for Black people simply because they are racist pricks. Mm. They showed up at this house. They entered the house without a warrant and without permission. Uh They found these men. They physically attacked them, tortured them for a long period of time Yeah, for nothing. Mm-hmm. One of them actually shot one of the victims in the mouth. Yeah. And then they had the gall to arrest them and try to take them to jail. The victims mm-hmm. who were completely innocent sitting on the couch of their friend. Yeah. So that's what happened. You can get the, uh, it's, it's really pretty gruesome what they did. And I just hope for the victims that they've been able to get the help that they need. And I hope that they get an absolute boatload of cash from, from Mississippi over this, because now that they have, um, pled guilty, Uh that's where we'll go next. This is going to cost millions of dollars Uh to the city, to Rankin, to the state of Mississippi. And I mean, I think good. It should. It should um, because this was by far not the first issue they'd had with these guys. No, this was no. just being ignored and allowed and had been yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. Oh. They have been getting away with this crap for a long time. They've been known to force entry, torture, and sexually sexually abuse suspects. They use clean throwdown weapons, so they bring weapons to plant. Uh, They've been known to plant evidence, beat suspects to coerce confessions, steal property, and conspire to create cover stories and obstruct justice. These are the things that they are, um, have been accused of, not just in this situation, but in others. Yeah. Um, You know, the question now is how many other victims are there? Because this case was so egregious there was no ignoring it, but you know, there are lower level versions because we've seen this how many times now over and over and over again. So there will be other cases. I'm sure. Uh, Uh, you know, the people in Mississippi are pretty concerned about the financial costs, but you know, maybe it would be time to clean the trash out of your law enforcement. If you think that this stuff is going to be allowed because it isn't, we're done. No more. It never should have been, and it's not going to be tolerated anymore. No. No. In any state. This is just not. This is old news. Yeah. This stuff that can't keep happening. And, and yeah, it's going to cost you guys a lot, but uh, you allowed it. Yeah, you did. And it is fully believed that there are other officers that were well aware that this was happening. Oh, of course there that were. That their superiors knew. Mm-hmm. And that no one stopped this to the point that, I mean, it nearly resulted in a man's death. I mean, the fact that he was shot in the face, in the mouth, Mm -hmm. and lived is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they have pled guilty. 
nothing at all. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing and, to me that they pled guilty. Well, apparently they're, they're getting some kind of a deal out of it. Oh, they'd you know? have to be, of course. Yeah. yeah. But the federal hate crime will go a long ways. Yeah. And then the civil suit. It will. As well. the, with, with those charges, they're going to go to prison for a long time. But it still just makes me so sad for their victims. They should have never had to go through this. No, I, I cannot imagine the damage and the the long-term toll, yeah. trauma toll that this has on the victims, on their friend who this happened in their house, to their right. friends and family members, anybody that mm -hmm. knew that this happened and knew these people would be absolutely terrified. Oh, their friend must have felt horrible about this. I, I can only imagine. One of the statements um, made on behalf of the victims was the deputies in the repeated use of racial slurs in the course of their violent acts were oppressive and hateful against their African-American victims. Defendants were motivated on the basis of race and color of the skin of the persons they assaulted. There's no doubt now that uh, they, in fact, committed this as a hate crime. Sure. I mean, it is stunning to me that there are people in this country who still think they can get away with this. And you know why there are still people in this country who think they can get away with stuff like this? Because, because they are. there are people in this country getting away with shit like this right now. Yeah. Every how many day. other goon squads are out there? <laughs> I mean, how many have we seen broken up well, just this year? The Scorpion one in unit Memphis. with yeah. Tyree Nichols. There, but, you know, this is not a one-off this kind of shit is happening and it's time to take a look in our own mm -hmm. communities. Absolutely. But all I can say is good riddance for these morons yeah. forever. Hopefully, with, hopefully their federal time will take them away for ever. Yep. You can't live in our society and behave like this. We're not going to nope. tolerate it. We're done. The shit is over. It should never have happened to begin with, but no, we're not tolerating this shit ever again. It's it's absolutely stunningly horrifying to me. So I wanted to put the main focus on the fact that they are going away. They're going uh -huh. to prison. Yep. And anyone who wants to behave like that, you're going to prison too. Yep. So good luck with that. Yep. And with that, I'm going to kick it back to you for another True Crime News update. Yeah. Well, you may remember this young lady. Her name is Gypsy. Oh, yes. And Gypsy Rose uh, has been in prison for uh, assisting her boyfriend in murdering her mother, Dee Dee. And Gypsy is going to receive early release and be released, uh, it sounds like, in December of this year. Yeah. And that's at about seven and a half years. She was ordered to serve 10, so she served a great deal of her sentence. And now if you're wondering, how in the hell can somebody only get 10 years for murdering their mother and get out in seven and a half? Let's talk about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Poor Gypsy had a most horrific upbringing. It's unbelievable. It, it really is. So Gypsy's mother had Munchausen by proxy, which meant she was 
making Gypsy sick on purpose, and also just lying blatantly about Gypsy's health, convincing doctors of all kinds of shit, falsifying documentation, and keeping Gypsy under absolute threat that she wasn't allowed to speak, she wasn't allowed to stand from her wheelchair, she wasn't allowed to do anything, keeping her poor little head shaved, telling everyone she had leukemia, she had making a hellish, her use a wheelchair. Making her use a wheelchair. She had a hellish upbringing. And then she got a boyfriend who was a fair amount older than her. And when he came to see her, they had the most marvelous and magical time. But uh, of course, she couldn't really have a boyfriend and really have a life with this all going on. And they came up with a plot to murder mom. Uh, he is in prison indefinitely, it sounds like. Uh, but she's getting out. I wanted to share a few facts about this family. Uh, there have been some documentaries done. If you uh, want to check them out, a there's bunch. definitely yeah. a bunch uh, about this family. But the fact that she's getting out now is interesting. I've been reading on Twitter uh, very mixed responses from people. Yeah, I've I've kind of been wondering. I'm plan I'm gonna post on our social media about it this week and just what do you think about her getting out? Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's it's curious. I mean a lot of people uh feel like, yeah, she you know, she was literally freeing herself from her captor uh, and her yeah. abuser, and other people are like, Well yeah, but that doesn't mean you can murder someone, you know. Right. But let me share some facts about Didi that you'll find interesting. This is from mommyish.com. Uh, Dee Dee got pregnant with Gypsy when she was 24 and her boyfriend was 17. Gypsy Rose was born in 1991. When she was three months old, her mother came convinced that she was sick, that she was suffering from sleep apnea. She took her for a whole bunch of different uh, tests and hospital stays. And doctors just completely across the board degree, agreed there was nothing wrong with her. Mm. This started at three months old. Wow. Then her mother was convinced she had an underlying and under, undiagnosed chromosomal disorder that she did not have. But she was just determined for this baby to be sick. When she was, when Gypsy Rose was seven or eight, she was involved in a minor accident with grandpa uh, on a motorcycle. And she only had a minor abrasion on her knee, but really uh, kicked her mother into action. And she soon underwent the first of many surgeries for imaginary illnesses. This is when the wheelchair started. However, uh, the uncle said she had actually been on and off in a wheelchair since she was five. But that uh, she was absolutely healthy enough to walk on her own. And didn't need the wheelchair at all. The family was always puzzled by it. But mom was insisting that she be in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. uh, she stopped letting her go to school around kindergarten. Mm. Uh, partly because she lied about Gypsy's age to make her seem younger than she was. Oh, wow. But she started homeschooling D Gypsy very early on. And... She claimed that she simply couldn't go to school with all of her disabilities and illnesses. One of the things she would tell people is that she only had the uh, mentality of a seven-year-old when she was a teenager. 
none of that was true. No. Gypsy taught herself to read using Harry Potter books. Because, you know, she was homeschooling. I mean, right, which was just... Quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Schooling not her really. at all. But get this. Dee Blanchard was suspected of uh, poisoning her own mother and her stepmother. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. She also... She'd been in trouble for writing bad checks and other, like, retaliatory things she'd done to family members when they didn't give her what she wanted. But in 1997 her relatives started to believe that she had played a hand in her mom's death by starving her. And then after her father remarried, Dee Dee and Gypsy moved in with them after her marriage ended. And while they lived there, the stepmother got sicker and sicker and sicker. And the family believed that she was putting Roundup in mom's or stepmom's food. Oh my God. So they confronted Dee Dee and she fled with Gypsy. And guess who stopped being sick after that? Stepmom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's terrifying that she ran then with Gypsy and focused all of her energy on Gypsy. And, you know, yep. just continued the insanity. Yep. So here's some of the illnesses that Dee Dee insisted that Gypsy had, besides sleep apnea. Uh, leukemia, muscular dystrophy, asthma, vision and hearing impairments, epilepsy, developmental disabilities, and partial paralysis. None of which she had. Wow. Dee Dee, you typically told people that Gypsy was four to six years younger than she really was. Wow. Because she was small. Mm -hmm. She was small mm -hmm. and had a... Well, right. With all the shit she'd been through. Right. Probably stunted her growth. Yeah. Uh, she was scared to death of her mom. And scared to death of the repercussions. And so she did not speak up. A lot of people... Some of the uh, complaints about Gypsy that people have made are that she didn't even speak up and tell the doctors there was nothing wrong with her. Well, she um, was a child. She, she was, was abused. abused child. And she had a mother who was grooming her to believe these things. And so right. you just can't, mm -mm. You, you can't blame her for that at all. No, no. She even convinced the doctors to put a feeding tube in her. Yeah. She had her salivary glands removed because her mother said she drooled. They had the feeding tube placed in her tummy. She had multiple eye surgeries on the left and right eye. Ear surgeries, muscle biopsies to find out why her legs didn't work. A surgery to make her not throw up anymore. What's crazy about biopsies and, and like those kinds of tests and stuff, they can tell that things are reacting normally. Like... Mm -hmm. that's not, you can't fake a test like that. Well, and all these unnecessary surgeries, what the hell? Yeah. But they moved quite a bit. Right. And had new doctors and new hospitals constantly. Sure. As soon as somebody got a little suspicious, then it was time to move on. Yeah. Yep. Part of the problem is that Hurricane Katrina uh, hit. And 
told doctors that uh, flooding had destroyed all of Gypsy's medical records, even her birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in mm -hmm. Katrina, their uh, apartment was destroyed. But a lot of those things, including the birth certificate, can be recreated. I mean, it's not like... Yeah. But Wow. Because of Katrina... Their story got all of this national news attention, and they started getting all kinds of help and donations. That's right. Habitat for Humanity built them a new home with wide doorways and ramps to accommodate Gypsy's wheelchair. They received a bunch of money, awards, a bunch of recognition from different charities and help. They got a free trip to Disney, a wheelchair-accessible car, concert tickets, backstage wow. passes, passes. Uh, a Make-A-Wish. Uh, they she they received some attention and some help from Elijah Wood, Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert, uh, who actually, Miranda Lambert wrote a personal check to, to, to Dee Dee and Gypsy for $3,500. All of these people trying to help these this poor girl who was supposedly so terribly disabled and their house well, was Well, and destroyed. her mother, who's such an angel. Katrina, yeah. 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 It's just unbelievable. So, Dee Dee made good friends with the next door neighbor, Amy. And she told Amy that she had fled her abusive family and that her father had burned Gypsy with cigarettes. Mm. Just keeps the lies going. She told her that Gypsy's dad was a deadbeat alcoholic who used to make fun of her disabilities. And called the Special Olympics a freak show and just started saying all these things. She said that uh, Rod had never given her any money to help Gypsy or help with her medical care, uh, which was none of that was true. Rod had tried and tried to keep a relationship with Gypsy, but Dee Dee didn't want him to. Well, yeah, right? Right. right. He didn't, she didn't want him asking any questions. He continued to send $1,200 a month in child support every month, even after she turned 18, because wow. she was disabled. So all of this talk that he was a deadbeat is completely wrong. Yeah. So in 2007, a pediatric neurologist named Bernardo uh, Flasserstein got involved in her case, and he just smelled the bullshit real fast mm -hmm. from their first meeting. And so he ordered a whole bunch of tests and scans, and they all came back normal. So he made Gypsy stand in his presence to verify she could hold her own weight. Mm -hmm. And in his notes, he wrote, There is a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy, with maybe some underlying known etiology to explain for her symptoms. Well, guess who never went back? Yeah, because if you don't believe her, she's out, right? Exactly. So Gypsy believed her mom. She didn't really have any reason not to, right? Right. I mean, as a child, if you're raised with this your entire life, you've been sick your whole life, mm -hmm. this is what your parents tell you, why would you know any different? Yeah. Yeah. But when she was a teenager, she found her Medicaid card, and it listed her date of birth at 1991, not the 1995 that she had been told. So... For most of her life, she thought she was four years younger than she actually was. And mm -hmm. that planted a seed of doubt in her, uh, as well as that doctor's visit that was so sus. And 
Then she started thinking about the fact that she wasn't allowed to speak at doctor's appointments, uh, that she'd been physically abused and chained to her bed and hit with hangers. And she went from thinking that her mom was this saint rock star taking care of her disabled self to realizing that she was actually a monster and she was terrified of her. Yeah. So she meets a man on the internet and she created a, a secret Facebook account and used that to, uh, and got on a Christian dating site. And this is where she met Nicholas Goad John. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, uh, this is when uh, things kind of started coming together. Now, yeah. Nicholas had been arrested for watching porn in McDonald's. <laughs> what the fuck, Nicholas? Yeah. Uh, he'd had some legal troubles and some uh, emotional issues and whatnot. But mm -hmm. at any rate, he was so in love with her. Yeah. And he, when she brought up the idea that maybe they knock her off, he was all for it. Yeah. So, of course, they came up with a plan. And he snuck into the house and stabbed Dee Dee to death while Gypsy hid in the bathroom. And they fled to Wisconsin. So, then, of course, they were caught. And, again... Gypsy, of course, was uh, sentenced to 10 years. Nicholas was sentenced to life. Right. Uh, they have since broken up. And Gypsy's actually engaged to a man that she met uh, as a pen pal while she was in prison. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So mm -hmm. that's those are the nuts and bolts. There's a lot more. Uh, and again, oh, there's yeah. a lot of documentaries out if you're interested. Uh, but she will be a free woman in December. And then, well, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad. I hope the person she's engaged to isn't a complete piece of shit because <laughs> she's really going to need some help. Uh, though she does have a fair amount of family. Yeah. She does have a fair amount of family, and but I don't know how they will, uh, you know, react to her or they won't. Uh, from right. the documentaries that have been written in the articles, it seems like they were all very not, very much not on Team Dee Dee. Uh, but... Everyone, I think, has to remember that this was a child that had been conditioned yeah. to this her whole life. Right. Well, and really saw no other way out. Like, yeah. her mother was never going to let her go. Oh, no. Mm -mm. No, definitely not. So, again, curious to know. What do you think? Yes, she should get out. No, she should be in jail forever. Yes, she was a Munchausen's kid. No, you think she was in on all of this? Where do you stand? What do you think? Curious to know. Yeah. I, I have my own feelings about it, but I'm always curious for the uh, commentary if it's respectful. Yeah. Uh, you guys are really good at that. So, yeah. For sure. So that's what's up. Wow. Well, thank you for that. I I read that over the weekend, and I'm I I have to say honestly, I'm happy for. Her. I hope that she I am too. changes her name and disappears into the world and yeah. actually gets to live a life. Mm -hmm. She needs to. What she needs to do is change her name and get completely out of the public. And yeah. not do a single thing that makes the public, uh, you know, don't you dare put up a GoFundMe or do anything yeah, that no, is uh, just... attention seeking, money seeking. Don't do any of those things. You just go have a life. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's it. This is our Monday episode. We'll be back with more on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll also be back Wednesday night. 
at 7 p.m. Mountain for our case updates live stream. You don't want to miss that. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <music> you.